on this week's episode of The Chris and Andre Show. It's time for politics. So one thing I want to talk about and uh, that just kind of blows my mind is like, and it's, it's really a question. Can we talk about gun safety now? Like, can we just like, what is it going to take for us to truly wholeheartedly talk about gun safety? Can I answer that question? I know the rest of you couldn't see me raising my hand until it switched to me, but um, <laughs> no, we cannot. Next. Uh, next topic. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that seems to be the general perception, you know, is it's like, well, I mean, could we do something? Yeah. Are we going to do anything about it? Nah. Question being, why not? I mean, what what is it going to take for us to like um, ha- have a better conversation about gun safety, have a better conversation? It's, I, I don't want to get into the whole, uh, what, what I, I don't agree with the, the argument with the second amendment in public discourse. Um, I think it's sorely like out of context, but if we're going to like meet in the middle, like, can we have better laws? So kids aren't like going to school and killing three of their classmates or or their peers. And, you know, how many times do we have to do this? I would say there needs to be more realistic law. And, and I think a lot of times people need to understand what gun control really is. It's not them taking what you already own or preventing you from getting weapons after already have been able to having to got got them in the you know in the past. It's it's all about managing what you have so that we can't make things worse for ourselves. Because clearly, as a nation, we're consistently making things worse for ourselves. So we're very good at that. We're, um, we're excellent at it, and it's just so de- depressing. It's so depressing because I know some people are like, as soon as you bring up gun laws, they're like, well, what about alcohol? Alcohol has killed more people per year than guns ever had. I'm like, "Mm." you know, you can't, can't, I can't throw a bottle of alcohol at somebody and they die immediately. Right. Right. But well, and on the, at the same time, right. Like alcohol is pretty heavily regulated. Like in North Carolina, if you want to buy anything over what 20% alcohol, you got to go to an ABC store. So it's like, you know, uh, I mean, for the longest time, you couldn't buy alcohol on Sundays, even beer. Like That's a good point. Yeah, for a while, you couldn't buy any alcohol. Now it's just you can't buy alcohol. You can't buy hard alcohol and the regular stuff. You have to wait till after a certain time. So no, Actually, alcohol- no, they got the state of North Carolina got rid of the time frame on Sundays. Really? Yeah, you it's can buy alcohol. You can, well, you can buy alcohol anytime. I've been wasting oh, yeah? so on, on Sundays, yeah. <laughs> I've been waiting so much time, like waiting like a humbled man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they finally got rid of that. Uh, it was because it was so dumb. Like you could go yeah, to a restaurant and order, you know, six mimosas or Bloody Marys on, you know, Sunday morning brunch and get totally tanked. But I can't, I can't go to the grocery store and buy a 12 pack of beer. Like, why can't I have my morning beer except coffee? Okay. Right? <laughs> I mean, the other day I had to pick up coffee creamer to come into the office and I picked up a 12 pack of beer with it. Yeah. The lady gave me a weird look. Yeah. I told her I was going to mix the two. What does she care? <laughs> so stupid. Yeah. What she do is walk up a pack of beer and like six containers of butter. 
<laughs> no, I mean, like I, I legitimately <laughs> did though. I bought like a, I bought a twelve pack of Modelo for the office here because we were running low, and I think it was like I think it was last week when we were doing the podcast. So I was like, oh, I got to remember to pick up some beer before the podcast. <laughs> and so I was coming over first thing in the morning, and I was like, well, I'll just go over for it now, and I had to get coffee cream. And I was like, well, I'm here, I might as well get the beer. And I was like, it's like eight thirty in the morning, and I'm here and you're a twelve pack of Modelo <laughs> and two things of vegan coffee creamer, like. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I can't. Yeah, that's hilarious. So, and, and I don't, you know, I just want to, I'll, I'll say this to people that are probably, I'm not pro or anti gun. I'm just like, <laughs> you think we have pro gun people listening to our podcast? <laughs> just say, we might. We might. They, they may listen to it ironically. Yeah. So, I'm sorry. Let Go me, ahead. Let me weigh, let me weigh in the, on this real quick because it, it'd be really concise if you don't mind. No. Um, I am, I support guns and I support gun rights. I, to most of my life, I've never owned a weapon until I, my, uh, my house is per my, my, until I felt purposefully like targeted. So for a while during the black versus blue lives matter movement, firefighters were getting caught in the crosshair. And other than our trucks being shot at, um, by, you know, on the way to scenes, um, in North Carolina, there was a number of firefighters killed, um, as they arrived to scenes and oh. you know that's, that's not here or there how to go into the history of that or the case files but it, it hit it hit home really really quick and really fast with us um and tension started to rise really really quickly when a firefighter took pointed a gun at a civilian at a, at a um car accident all he all the guy was supposed to do is manage traffic and when they and when the the people in the vehicle wouldn't stop because they wanted to, they wanted to go through the median and everything he pulled a gun out on him so because of that anti first responder sentiments was on the rise you know fire trucks were getting shot ambulances were getting run off the road stuff like that i i mean i know gang violence is a thing but you know when it's targeted at people who are trying to help you it just seems counterproductive so in with regards to that, I never felt I needed to own a gun, even though I supported people who wanted them. So the first gun I got was modestly, modestly a shotgun, because that's not something you can just take down an entire bus with. You can't just go on a rampage with it, you know. Uh, you can. <laughs> right. yeah, haven't you haven't yeah. you been playing Vanguard? Okay. <laughs> well, I wanted something. I wanted something reasonable, of, of not that wouldn't go through like five walls. No, uh, I, I hear what you're saying. Yeah. I mean, I, so, I. I understand the logic behind it. I think Andre's arguing with your with the basis of the logic ever so slightly. But man, I, dude, I, when I when I went to go buy a gun, the guy was like, "Here's an AK." I'm like, "I I don't need that. I just need like a handgun or a shotgun." And he's like, "Well, the, the handgun penetrates further." I'm like, "I don't really need it to go into my neighbor's house. I just needed to stop the guy at the front door." <laughs> so, um, so, but yeah, that was the first and only time I've ever owned a firearm, and it's more than enough for my needs. I, I don't. I, I don't flaunt it. This is actually one of the first times I've talked about it this year. I would just own one. So I think there needs to be a more realistic understanding of what, what purpose firearms have in our day-to-day -day life and what they, and how we should approach them realistically. And I think too many people fetishize them and they, they treat them like, like I do comic books and you just want to collect as many as they can. And yeah, and if you think about guns like comic books, if somebody says they're going to take away your comic books, you, you get defensive. You don't yeah. want that. It doesn't make sense to you. Like, why are you touching my comic books? There's no reason for you to touch my comic books. That's the same way um, gun fanatics feel, gun enthusiasts, gun loyalists, whatever. So 
there's there's a there's a middle ground and hawaii was a wonderful example of that you can own guns in hawaii but it had everything had to be registered and every year you had to bring them to the sheriff's office to to get inspected make sure you didn't make any illegal modifications to them but other than that it was fair game you can just have guns here buy it you know get it well, I'll, I'll like a, the voice of, and then we can move on because this is a, a rabbit hole. I like the <laughs> voice of some um, uh, influential black comedians. If we want to really fix gun laws, there's like every every black person start buying guns. Hmm. Like, <laughs> like, yeah. Then then people are gonna be like, oh, we need to get some regulations uh, because they're not. This <laughs> could be just, a problem. Just have all black people start wearing Huey P. Newton shirts like yours, you know? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to hear the rest, tune into this week's episode of the Chris and Andre Show.